and welcome back to that first step podcast. Today's episode is such a cool one and not something you may have expected from that first step podcast. However, when I came across this incredible woman and her amazing business, I had to get her on for a conversation. Today's guest is Shauna. She owns sexshuppa.ie, Ireland's leading sex toy shop. And oh my goodness, what a conversation we had. Now, I don't want to have any spoilers because I do want you guys to listen. However, it's such a great chat all around the stigma, what kind of sex toys for newbies, why she started her business and where she is now. And yes, there was a spike during the global pandemic. So (laughs) without further ado, let's get into today's show. Hi Shauna, welcome to that First Step podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. My pleasure, my pleasure. So I came across you on Instagram and I have to say, I love what you do. I find it so empowering and so cool how you're destigmatizing what is a huge stigma in Ireland, unfortunately. So if we could first start off by saying what you did when you were in school and what did you want to be when you grew up when you were younger? Oh my gosh. So I never really had um, a plan in mind for for what I wanted to do. It was just kind of whatever my interests were at the time. I had a lot of like picked up a lot of hobbies and then very quickly like put them down again. Um, But by the end of school, I really wanted to be a like a film editor. So that's what I was going to go to college for. Um, I went to college for six months and um, very quickly realized that it just, it wasn't for me, the course that I was on. I feel like I I learned more in high school about video editing than I, than I did in college. And I was just like, this isn't um, getting me to where I need to be. And I was very, I was a very impatient 18 year old. I'm like, if I'm going to learn, I really want to (laughs) learn. But I think, I think also I didn't have enough life experience at that point to really understand um how to to get myself into a career that would make me happy like I I still um I was told that I needed to move down to LA if I wanted to have a, a career in in film and video and um and at that stage you know this was years like a couple years before YouTube started and and people were it was more like democratized and and people could make their own opportunities if you wanted a job you really did have to move down to LA and um and I just didn't even know where to begin with that I had friends who moved down to LA after high school and had a really hard time like it's show business baby like it's not (laughs) it's it's a really really tough industry to to crack into so um or at least it it was and um and I had visited Ireland over the the summer just as like a doing a family holiday with my aunt and uncle and um and really loved it but wanted to go back because we didn't we did kind of like Cork and Kerry and and Galway but you know the more like the touristy kind of clips of Moher yeah Kerry that kind of thing um and we and we never made it up to Dublin we just didn't have enough time so um, I really wanted to go back and explore Dublin, and um, and yeah, and then in 2005 I, I came back on like a student visa because I dropped out. Like once you drop out of, of college, you have two years to to use up your student visa. So so I decided like while I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for a living, I'll, I'll go do that. 
and um, and I met a guy there and ended up getting married. So I was <laughs> married and divorced by 24. Um, he was a music photographer. And so I was like, okay, well, photography like fits into my skill set as like a video person. Um, so we ended up running a photography business together for, for the time that we were together. And then after we separated, I did photography and like, and worked in retail. Like I've worked in retail my entire life. That's kind of was my, my bread and butter just to keep me going and, um, did photography for a while. And then, um, in 2011, I was in the market for a vibrator and needed to do like a bit of, you know, research into like which vibrator was going to be best for me. And, um, and just discover that the, the industry is largely unregulated. So this was like, th this sort of became um, an interest of mine, just having like purchased that vibrator um, and looking at like what the options were for, for different sex shops. And the, the ones that we have in the States, like the, the shop that I went to was right across the street from the college that I dropped out of. And, um, and I, uh, like I was just really blown away by the level of customer service and customer care. And that was something that I just didn't see in shops in Dublin yeah. and tried to find, I was like, surely there has to be an equivalent somewhere in Ireland and couldn't find one. Um, and I spoke to a friend of mine. I was like, I think I want to, I think I want to open a sex shop. <laughs> And, um, and she was like, I definitely think we should. So that was originally, it was going to be um, a, a shop that the two of us were going to open. And then she ended up working on it on a different project of her own. So she, she dropped out and, and I kept going. What so an amazing kind of, story. It was kind of a long winding road to get to like where I am in my, my career path. But like, I think the, 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 like the, the, the continuing thread through all of that was retail like retail um was what you know that gave me the experience that i needed to to really understand like i didn't have any business experience but i knew what a, a good customer what good customer service was like what good customer care was and um and what like what a customer wants from a shop yeah um, so that's so that that was kind of the the um the foundation for the shop was. That is Sean, that's so interesting. And I love how people do say the best businesses come from a point where you're seeing a gap in the market and you're yeah. saying, there's a problem here. I need to solve it. And you did yeah. exactly that. And I, again, this is just my opinion now. I can't speak of the whole of Ireland at 28 years of age, but I do think there is still a lot of shame over sex in Ireland. And there's a lot of hush, hush, you can't talk about it. Or, oh, you can't speak about it. Oh, women don't use sex toys. Men shouldn't use sex toys. And it almost brings it back to like this plain vanilla sex that I don't think anybody wants. But people are almost too afraid to speak out loud about it. And it's almost sinful, you know what I mean? Going back to like proper Catholic Ireland. Yeah. Well, first of all, like I don't think like everybody doesn't want vanilla sex. Like <laughs> there's a reason why vanilla is vanilla is because it's a nice, plain base level. Like it's good. It's tasty. Sometimes you want chocolate, but like sometimes you want vanilla. <laughs> you know, sometimes you want sprinkles. Sometimes like vanilla is just what you need. No, so, that's a fair um, point. So not, so not, so not shaming anybody who's who's into vanilla. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's definitely it's getting better. Like it's even in the, even in the last eight years, like I've been in business for eight years. 
um, I, I've noticed huge changes in like, first of all, like who's, who's buying toys, um, like what they're kind of, well, I suppose vibrators are always going to be number one. Like they're always my number one bestseller. But, um, I, I think I can't, like a lot of people came to me with like skepticism when I first started. Um, it was more of a, like, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing, but I don't really need sex toys. Okay. Um, so, so there was this kind of like self shaming around like using sex toys. And my, my way of thinking about it is like, if you, if you present something as a positive, if you like present something to a group of people as like, this is something that you get to do and it's fun rather than something that like only sad people need sex toys. Like if you present it as something that's cool, people are going to respond to it as such. And so that's always been like, I've always wanted to lead by example and be like, this is a fun like tool that you can use. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you you have to use it or um that you are somehow deficient if you are using a sex toy like it's just like it's just a fun add-on i love it it's like the way you frame it you're so right it's like look this is great to have to have another adventure or to add another layer onto something or if you're feeling like it use it however it isn't the be all and end all and it doesn't make you um i suppose as you said deficient it doesn't make you feel like you're not good enough or you can't provide that level of pleasure that your spouse or another person may need from you or want from you exactly i have a, I have a really um i get really frustrated with the way sex toys have been framed a lot of times by people in my own industry um where they say things like you know get a sex toy to spice up your love life and it's it's saying it whether intentionally or not says that like the sex life that you currently have is somehow deficient and so that's why you need a sex toy to like save a failed relationship or something and i hate that i cannot stand that um because like if there's something wrong in the relationship a sex toy isn't going to fix it right (laughs) there's something if there's something wrong with your sexual connection with your partner a sex toy isn't going to fix anything and so like what i tried to tell people is like sex toys are great but they're not the be all and end all. And so if you're, if you're trying to like introduce a toy into a relationship to, to, uh, to save something that isn't working, like it's just, it's not going to work out. And so I think like by framing, by framing sex toys in that, in that way, um, you're actually doing a net negative for the, for the industry. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And as well, you're saying, you know, it's something to be proud of or to use or to have fun with. Again, no shaming and no saying, playing on people's emotions like they need it. It's almost yeah. like here, I want to, if you want more fun, if you want to do this, you want to explore, these are your options. And if you want to talk about it, I'm here to provide that customer service that wasn't there before. Exactly. That's great. So Shauna, let's get back then to eight years ago, because what an eight years it's been, I'm sure, like a whirlwind. <laughs> so you decided, yes, I want to do this. How did you come up with the name? I know what it means. It's epic. It's such a cool name. So tell us a bit about the name, the branding, and then we'll get into like the products in a minute. Okay. So the, the name was a placeholder. Like it was, I was just like, oh, what am I going to call my sex shop? <laughs> um, and, and I, I genuinely like that was, that was just to, 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 it was, it was a placeholder until I found something better. Um, but I kept calling it that, uh, when I was like meeting with people about um 
like products when I was like buying my stock and stuff. I'm like, what, what do I call myself? <laughs> Cause you have to, when you're, when you're setting up like business accounts and, and things for different like suppliers, you have to give them a name. And so I was just giving them that name as like a placeholder. And, um, and then, uh, cause I had a couple people tell me like, that's not a very good name. <laughs> and so I was starting to have like doubts about it. And then, um, my boyfriend at the time, um, who kind of helped me set up the business, he was like, if you can't think of anything better, just call it that. Like you, you seem to be happy when you're calling it that it's getting a good response from people. Don't listen to the people who are, who are saying it's a crap name. <laughs> like all of your friends think it's cool. Like just go for it. So. No, that's absolutely class and I love it and it's so as well Irish like it's this is the sex shop in Ireland it's very much as well like you're putting yourself at the forefront without even realizing you're like I am the sex shop yeah and that's like that's what I really wanted I wanted something I knew I wanted something with a bit of Irish in it to, to let people know that it was an Irish brand because there's um like you know there, there's brands out there that are just very like it's the sex shop IE or um, like kind of uh, brands that you, you don't really wouldn't really know is Irish unless you kind of like dig into the website. So um, I, I I wanted to to tell people like, look, we are an Irish small business, and that's why that's why you should support us over like the big kind of English or American brands. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a great point, and as well, you know, as you said, people they love a name, they fall in love with the brand. They're going to support that more than going somewhere else. I feel like, especially a lot of uh, millennials or, you know, this age group, we do go towards the feeling of the brand, what they empower, their values and sex shop as well. Like, that's really cool. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's, Shani, it's, got- it's been, it's been like a, a, a blessing and a curse because the other problem is like trying to sell into other countries it's really hard um, because people don't speak Irish so um the people who buy from me who are in the UK are all like Irish people living in London or like people in Scotland um so yeah like it's it's difficult like I've had um like people in other countries who are, who try to pronounce like all of my wholesalers think I'm called Sexiopa and I'm just like I, I'm getting so sick of like trying to correct them I'm like yep it's Sexiopa go for I'm it Sexiopa oh that's brilliant that's epic I love it <laughs> so Sean then you were like yes okay have the name have the brand how did you even go about sourcing products factories manufacturers wholesaler like how did you even go about that process in your head yeah so um, I looked up wholesalers like I just googled like which were the best wholesalers. I already, I followed a lot of um, like sex toy review blogs. So I kind of had a good idea already of like who the main suppliers were in in Europe. Um, most of the time you don't go to directly to manufacturers for, for like big name brands, unless you're going to like smaller indie brands. Like there's a few um like kind of smaller like indie brands in the UK and Europe and I'm currently like sourcing a a few in America at the moment um that are just kind of like small you know one two person businesses like myself um but for the most part like the vast majority of my stock comes from maybe three or four wholesalers in Europe Okay, cool. And then you said, I know what products I want to launch. Did you just start with vibrators as you knew that's, you know, most popular or how did you know where to start and who was your target audience as well? 
So I think like from the start, I'm trying to remember how much, like I, there was very little stock. I think I probably had about 30 or 40 products at the very, very start. Um, and I just picked a couple from each category. Like I knew I needed like a small bullet vibe or rabbit style vibrator. Um, and then like something in between, like a nice, like middle ground. So I think I might've had maybe four or five vibrators, a couple of anal toys, a couple of masturbators. Like I just got like one or two things from each category. And then I knew, um, lubricant wise that I wanted to go with liquid. Liquid is like my all time favorite lubricant. Like it's vegan friendly, it's organic. Um, it's probably the best like water-based lubricant on the market. They're just, they've got like really nice, cute little packaging and, um, it's, it's just been my, my favorite lube for, for years. So I wanted to go with them. And then after that, it was just kind of trying to figure out which things were going to sell and which things didn't. Cause like at the start, I was like, oh, I, there was products that I, um, really, really loved and I was like, oh, this is going to do great. And then not sell any, anything. <laughs> so it was um, a lot of like trial and error. And now I think I'm like, you know, eight years on a, a pretty good grip on what sells well and, and what doesn't and um, what I need to stock more of and um, what I can kind of stock a bit less of. Yeah, that's great. And as well, I suppose you getting to know your customers and you being in charge of your whole business, I'm sure at times it's been very difficult because you're the sourcer, the service agent, the salesperson, the CEO, it can be a lot. So I suppose, how do you manage your day? Yeah, it, it is a lot. And I'm, I'm kind of like the name, it's it's a blessing and a curse. And, and on the one hand, I feel like I know my customers better than anyone else. I know my my business in and out and I know that nobody can do it better than me um but on the flip side of that it means that I am I'm literally doing everything and so there are sacrifices that I, I've had to to make I've really had to like streamline um my my social media presence I can't be on every single platform I have to I have to find the ones that are doing the most work for me so like Instagram and Twitter are really easy for me and I get the best return from them. So I am on Instagram and Twitter most of the time. Um, I haven't started a TikTok yet because that, I, I think I'm going to wait till after Christmas to start a TikTok because being a, a millennial, oh God, this is terrible. I'm like teetering on that tech age where like, I like picking up new platforms but I'm kind of scared of them now. So I'm like, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm the old. same. I'm the same. I know. I, I couldn't, I just personally, if I had a business, I probably would go on TikTok. But for me, TikTok, I find it petrifying. Really do. Yeah. It's so, um, like, I'm a very shy, nervous person generally. And I, I, I kind of live my life as a much, at a much slower pace. And, um, and there's, yeah, there's a reason why I ended up moving to, to Sligo from, from Dublin but like TikTok is just such a an intense chaotic energy that I'm just like I don't know if I want to live there like I I have Gen Z friends who just absolutely love it are doing amazing things on TikTok and I'm just like I don't, I don't even know how you get the energy I can barely get up in the morning <laughs> but um, so like stream, streamlining my social media like I've definitely gotten into a routine and like the routine is like changed every time I've, I've had to like make a change in the business the routine has changed so um a few years ago I went through like a massive breakup with with 
my my ex and suddenly like my cost of living doubled overnight and i you know that dramatically changed the the way that i had to run my business um and then you know the pandemic happened and like that had a huge impact on like how i had to run my business um i you know over the summer moved from dublin to sligo and that like that changed everything as well so it's just um being adaptable is really really important if you are someone who like wants to start a business but you're really locked into doing your nine to fives you're starting a business won't be for you because it, it really is like it requires so much um adaptation and um and like you know throwing shit at walls and seeing what sticks so <laughs> like it's it's been good it's been good for me because i've never been someone who who's wanted to be like locked into like a nine to five i get bored really easily so um the one thing I love about the business is like, it's always throwing up new challenges for me. And I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm learning something new about my business every day. I'm never, I'm never bored. And I think part of that is like down to how social media changes and like the, the things that are required of me to like, um, do my, do my marketing and, and advertising because it's, it's really, really hard for, for someone like me in my industry because the social media platforms don't let me advertise. Of course. So you have to be really you have to be really clever about how you do it. So my day kind of starts off, I get up at about 8, 8.30 and I wrap orders till about 10 or 11 whenever the um, delivery driver comes and collects. And then I do admin for the rest of the day. And then I take a little break. Um, this is just my, my pandemic routine. I take a little break for a couple of hours, you know, have, have dinner with my boyfriend. Um, like play with the dog and then I go back and I wrap orders and watch the crown for a couple yes. of hours in the evening. Love the crown. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's brilliant. And I love how you then have all your warehouse stock in your house, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, this is it. <laughs> oh wow, I'm I'm in the studio, guys. I'm in the warehouse. This is so cool. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm I'm really lucky in that like when I when I moved to Sligo which was like the best decision I ever made for myself. Cause like we were just, you know, hemorrhaging money living in Dublin. Um, I shared an office with a couple of friends, which was great, but I, um, the business was growing and I was starting to, to outgrow the, the space that I had um, within those office walls. And then our office landlord, um, like, you know, this is pre lockdown came to us, I think like last Christmas and said, you know, I want to retire. And so I'm selling the building. Um, and we had been with him for like years at that stage and he was okay. brilliant. And like, we, we just, we loved him so much. And we just, we knew that none of us wanted to be in, in another office building. I mean, apart from the fact that he was lovely, he also gave us a really good, like, okay. rate. so we knew that, like, none of us would be able to afford office space in Dublin anymore, and then when the pandemic hit, it was just, it was really the last nail in the coffin, um, because, you know, both of my office mates, they worked in theater, so okay. all of their work dried up, and I was suddenly, like, the only one left that could go to the office after lockdown. Um, and so that kind of really, I, like I'd been planning on, on, like I was thinking about moving to Sligo before then, um, but that, that really like did it. And so I, I got pushed quite quickly to, to, to move, but it was the best decision I ever made. I'm saving so much more money and I have my, my little office in my, my spare room and it's been great. 
Yeah, it's a great setup. Um, I love as well how you can see all of your stock on your your walls and it's, I suppose it even helps you visualize where you want to go with growth plans. You can see your yeah. babies and you're like, where do I want to go next? I'm inspired. What's next for 2021? And even growing your audience space as well. So what I suppose when you are speaking today and people are listening to your pot to this podcast and are inspired they want to maybe try out a sex toy but they've never delved in it they don't know where to go first they're petrified they're like oh it's scary where would you recommend someone start so i would start by masturbating and like figuring out what it is you like when like what your masturbation routine is do you prefer like internal stimulation or external stimulation trying to figure out just like the basics and then if you go on to sexshepa.ie i have like a collection that's just like for newbies um and uh and it's just a list of sort of my favorite toys for people who have never used a sex toy before really simple intuitive um toys um small things that aren't like big and intimidating um and and affordable so um i that's that's what i'd recommend and then if you're just completely confused and um don't know where to begin like you can you can get in touch with me and just email me at hello at sexshopa.ie and I'm, I'm happy to make a recommendation oh sean that's so helpful because i'm sure a lot of people as i said you know in ireland it's not as you know yourself when you came here it's not shouted about i mean i've lived in the us and in in england as well and they are more susceptible to things like this and there's just so many new cultures and personalities this is more wide, widely spoken about, but I think sometimes in Ireland, some people are a bit protected by this and they'd mm. even be afraid or ashamed even to even ask about it because it's not as talked about as it should be. So that yeah. information is so helpful. Thank you for offering to, you know, have a chat with people who are interested. Yeah, like I, I, I really think, I mean, this is just me going on a rant, but like the sex, edu sex education in Ireland is just so inadequate. There are some schools that are doing great things, but the overwhelming majority, um, it's just really, really behind compared to like the, the rest of the rest of Western Europe. Um, it's like um there was a, a story yesterday I, I don't know if you if you read about it but there was like a whole um discord server where like guys were sharing nudes of of girls um and it was like there was something like over 6,600 images and it was all in Ireland and I think a huge part of that and a huge part of like the shame around sex toys is the same thing that's like the shame around you know, asking for consent and stuff. It's because we're not educating our young people to respect each other and to like respect our own bodies and like what we enjoy to like advocate for ourselves, like advocating for pleasure and consent are so important. And we're, we're doing our young people a disservice by, by not discussing it and like trying to keep them quote unquote innocent. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic point. And I'd actually love Shauna to listen to you on like, you know, a stage presenting all your rants, because I think you have <laughs> such a great point and you have so much to share. And that's why I really wanted to get you on this podcast, because I really love your message and your values as well. And the fact is, well, you're a small Irish business that, well, not so small anymore, but you're an Irish business who has one man band. I mean, you're doing it all yourself. It's so admirable. And I really want people to support you, especially coming up to Christmas, gifts for people in the new year. I mean, if you are at home in lockdown and you're not sure what to do for your next date night, how about buy something from Sex Shopper and even even have a bit of fun? You know, there's no yeah. harm, no shame. 
stay home and masturbate. Like if we're if we're gonna be we're gonna be in lockdown, you know, I there's rumors that Christmas is gonna be canceled, but it doesn't have to be for you and your bits. <laughs> I love that message. So Sean, what's what's coming up next year? Like what are your growth plans for 2021? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> like honestly, I'm just trying like everybody else, I'm just trying to survive this thing. Um like ask me again when we have a vaccine and we're, like everything's not not necessarily back to normal but like once we're out because like the pandemic uh, has been great for sex chefa um you know it's it's awful for us on a personal level but on a business level i think any anyone who who is in any kind of e-commerce or like online business will tell you um that it's has been really really great and um I'm just, I'm so glad that I have the business. Like my, my boyfriend's an actor. And so he's been out okay. of work since March. Um, so it's been really nice to be able to cover kind of both of our incomes. Um, since he, his has been lost now, he's, you know, he's getting the, the PUP, like a lot of people, but, um, like it's, it's, it's just been nice to have that kind of financial, um, cushion. Cause I, I don't know what's going to happen next year. If we're, if we're going into an economic depression, I might need all like every bit of cash that I've saved just to survive the next few years. So, um, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for it now. I am so scared about what's going to happen, what's down the line for, for small businesses. Of course it is. It is a petrifying time and especially you're doing all you can. You're adaptable, you're resilient, you're making the moves. I mean, you move from Dublin to Sligo. Again, it's worked out for you, but some people aren't as fortunate. They have to move back home and things like that. So it is great to see that you have a positive outlook and that you have your wits about you and you have your finances in order and you're still pushing and you're still driven and motivated to keep sex ship going. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's my, my biggest motivator is like, because I don't know what's coming down the line in the next couple of years, I'm really pushing hard, like harder for growth than I ever have before, because I don't know where I'm going to be in the next like couple of years. So just doing what I can, taking it one day at a time. And, um, and then, and then that's the other thing is like making sure that I have time to, and space for myself to like look after my mental health because, um, just with everything that's been going on in the world, like that's, that's probably the most important investment that I can make into my business apart from like working really hard for growth, but like really looking after myself because I'm, I am the business. I'm the only one running the show. So if I don't look after myself, there isn't going to be a business. (laughs) So, um, so making sure that I take time out for myself, like going for a walk, um, like, you know, once we're not in level five lockdown, going to the beach and doing a bit of surfing, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's especially another great piece of advice for entrepreneurs. You have to look Mm -hmm. after yourself because if you don't look after yourself, there won't be any business. That's really, really good. Yeah. Take it from me. I've had like two breakdowns in the space of eight years. Like you really do have to, to pace yourself. And if there is something that isn't working, having the, the self awareness to acknowledge like what's not working, whether it's professionally or in your personal life and, um, making sure you, you fix that or like make steps to, to fix that. Because if you just like let things build up and build up, it's just going to end up boiling over and then you're not going to have your business anymore. And then you just need to sit down and masturbate and relieve yourself, be distressed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Charlotte, speaking of, I suppose, your target audience, how did you know who to target demographic-wise? How did you know to advertise to on Instagram? And I'm sure after eight years as well, you have a good idea of who your customer is. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, because I because of what the business is, I wanted to make um, a, an online sex shop that was inclusive to everybody. So I was like, everyone's my customer. And I think a lot of um, business people make the first time business people make the mistake of thinking like every single person is my business customer. And so I kind of had to narrow it down a little bit. And um, I knew that I wanted it to be like 50, 50 men and women. And it relatively has been it's kind of veered a little bit more towards women in the last like year or two but that's more to do with instagram and we'll get to that in a second but um for the most part it's 50 50 men and women 50 50 dublin and the rest of the country and um and yeah i just i wanted it to be um like queer inclusive gender inclusive um and like accessible to everyone i i wanted i didn't want it to be like Ann Summers, where it's just like pinks and purples, very heteronormative, um, which is fine for them. It, like it works for their business model, but I didn't want to do any, like, that was one thing that annoyed me working in retail was like the amount of market segmentation um, and the price differences between like men's products and female products. And like, you basically have the same pack of like disposable razors and one has flowers on it and it is twice the price. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't want to do any, anything like that. Um, and uh, where was I going with this? Oh, you're going so well to Instagram and that's why it's more women lately, isn't it? Because of Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, my, my Instagram audience is 80% women. Um, hey. I didn't intend for it to be that way. Cause again, I'm just like, I'm inclusive to everyone, but I think it's, that's just the way um, Instagram tracks generally is it's more women on Instagram. Um, so yeah, like because I've had such huge growth on Instagram the last couple of years, like that was where my, my strategy was the last, um, since January of 2019. Um, I had kind of shied away from influencer marketing just because I, I don't know. I, I felt, I felt uncomfortable by it. Um, and that, that could just be me being a millennial. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I just didn't feel entirely comfortable by it. And, um, and then an opportunity fell in my lap for me to send a couple of products to, to someone who had like 75,000 followers. So I, so I, so I did that. I was just like, can I, can I send you the thing? And, um, and she was like, yeah, great. And so I did and got tons of new followers, got a Bye. bunch of sales off of it. And I was like, oh yes, capitalism. I actually, I need this to survive. I hate it, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, this is the system that you are working under. If you were going to be a, a business owner, under capitalism, you're not going to break the system. So you kind of have to do what you can to like fit within it. Um, so got a lot more comfortable. I had to do a lot of therapy to get over this, but um, <laughs> it felt a lot like a lot more comfortable um, realizing like what I, I can do within Instagram. And, um, and, and yeah, like just doing that and um, doing podcasts like these has been massively helpful. I think that was, 
because I, I hosted a podcast a few years back and I was okay. like, oh, that'll be a great way to get my name out. And it like, it kind of was like a little, like a tiny bit of growth, but I found it, um, I found it to be much more helpful for me to be guests, like a guest on podcast, um, because then I can talk about a wide range of topics. This is again, me getting bored really easily. Um, I, uh, I, I, I sometimes want to, like, I love talking about sex and I love talking about sex toys, but sometimes I like talking about politics and sometimes I like <laughs> talking about, um, business, like the business side of things. And sometimes yeah. I like to talk about like ghosts and aliens and stuff. So, um, so like I, it's, it's, it's nice because I think it, it helps me reach a wider audience. Um, but it also, uh, allows me to be on podcasts that I really enjoy and, um, and, and scratches that itch to talk about things that aren't necessarily the, the one thing that like the sex stories all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And Shana, that's why I started this because I was missing for me anyway, maybe there it's out there, but for me, I was missing a podcast where somebody speaks with business owners who to tell people about how they first got that motivation to take that first step. And I mean, your story about seeing that gap in the market and just going for it and already mm. going the industry in the customer service, that's amazing. And other people now out there, it might not necessarily be sex toys, but it might be, oh, I actually, there's a gap in the market for, you know, sustainable deodorant. I'm going to yeah. make it myself and sell it. And you know what? I've listened to Shauna. I've listened to other guests on that podcast and I'm kind of motivated and inspired now. I'm going to do it. And if I can inspire or you can inspire one more person by listening to this, I'm like job done. Like I love that. So I think that <laughs> collaboration as well and idea sharing and motivation and just as well, like it's okay to fail sometimes. Just give it a go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're, if you're able to, like if you, um, like financially, like I just kind of want like people to be, practical and like pragmatic. The reason I was able to do this is because I had, um, a couple of grand in savings. I mean, I, that is definitely like in business terms, like a shoestring budget, but there's a lot of people who just don't have a couple of grand laying around to start a business. Um, but there's like, there's businesses that you can absolutely start like straight away that don't require as much money. The only reason like, I mean, I spent most of that on stock. So if you're running a business that doesn't require stock um or if like you're doing like a drop shipping kind of deal like that you know you can you can do that on a much cheaper budget or like if you're making something if you're making like um art or jewelry or like any kind of like creative thing um your startup costs aren't that much um you can, you can set up a shop for like a couple hundred bucks like i i use shopify as my e-commerce platform and they're brilliant like they're and they they've gotten better and better as the years go on they've got really great uh, oh god they should be paying me at this stage I, like i big them up all the time um like i love like i love shopify their um their customer service is so good so like if you're someone who like wants to start a shop and has no idea what you're doing like get a shopify um like seven day free trial and then just like go to their customer care and be like okay how do i do this because <laughs> they're like they're so good and they're so um positive and, and they really do it's like yourself like they want people to like start their businesses um and and that's something that like like I know starting a business isn't for everyone but for me it it was really um 
it's been the most rewarding thing. It's the longest relationship I've ever been in. Is with that's my beautiful. Business. I love that. That's and, beautiful. And um, and I, it's become so um, an integral part of my identity that I don't know what I would do. Like uh, I don't know what I'd do if I lost my business. Like it, it would just it would crush me. Yeah, you're um, married to your business now. You're not getting divorced yeah. anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I saw Shauna, I mean, we've spoken now for a good bit of time and I mean, the advice you've offered has been incredible. Do you mind if I just ask you one more question before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you give your 18 year old self, not knowing what they wanted to do, not sure in college and not wanting to move down to LA? What would you tell them now today, knowing how you've accomplished so much? Oh, um, just to, to be honest, I don't think I would, I would need to give her any advice because she knew what was right for her. Um, I suppose just like, listen to your intuition. If something's not, if something's not right, then drop it. Like I, I, I felt in my gut that the college course that I was on wasn't right. And so I dropped it and I, I took the opportunities that I needed to, to get me to where, I am now. So I, I am worried that if I said anything to my 18 year old self, that it would somehow affect, there'd be like a butterfly effect and I wouldn't have my business now. Um, so I think, I think I just like, I wouldn't tell her anything. I would just like casually like lurk and like watch her from afar and be like, you were actually pretty cool (laughs) or just be, or just be, or just be mortified. Because like everyone else, I was like an absolutely mortifying teenager. I was a, um, a huge goth and a big nerd. And um, <laughs> like, yeah, I took myself way too seriously. I think we all do. I think we think we know everything and we're so wise. But bless us, like we're just trying like everyone else at that age. Yeah, I'm Shauna, so pimp yourself out. Where can everyone find you? How do they get your products? I know you mentioned an email as well. I'll put it all below in the description notes. But just tell us yeah. here on the podcast. Yeah, so um, if you want to buy sex toys from me, you can you can get me at sexshopa.ie. That's S-E-X-S-I-O-P-A.ie. Um, and then I am also on Instagram and Twitter. That's kind of where I, I live most of the time on the internet. It's just at sexshopa, all one word. And, um, and yeah, yeah, Instagram and Twitter and, and the website. And then my email address again is hello at sexshopa.ie if you need any recommendations. Um, Shauna, thanks so much for today. Thanks for sharing all your great advice. And also thank you again for destigmatizing further what can be such an agenda for people and really offering a bit of, you know what, it's fun. It's it's actually quite innocent. You know, it's very the it's like the oldest thing in the book, really. Just <laughs> getting to know your body, getting to know yourself and how you can be a happier, less stressed person. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thanks so much again. And I'll chat to you soon. I'll keep in contact because I really, I really think you're a cool person. So thanks so much. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. Podcast with the founder and creative director of Sex Shuppa, Ireland's most beloved sex shop. Now, if that podcast today didn't spur you on to take a dabble on the website or even message Shauna and figure out how she came up with a business idea that really was a gap in the market, I think there is room for so much growth on this podcast. As I said, 
whether you want to try out something new, whether that's in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, or if you are inspired by Shauna's resilience and ambition as well to fill a gap in the market. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Please send me feedback, whether that's a DM on Instagram or pop me an email. I'd be more than happy to have a chat. I hope you're inspired by today's episode. Please like, subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and I'll see you next Monday. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.